One of the wonderful things about doing this show is all of the incredible people and projects that we encounter. As we've said many times before, we believe 2022 is going to be the year of play to earn. And one of the projects we've encountered could be a really big deal. So much so that we've agreed to advise and invest in the project. Remember Tamagotchis, the toy craze from the 90s and early 2000s? Starchy is what happens when they meet blockchain. So get ready to play with some toys along with your favorite crypto boys in the hood this is episode number 564 of the bad crypto podcast five four three two one zero who's bad Welcome to the Bad Crypto Podcast, the show for the crypto curious and the crypto serious. I am Joel Agachi, and that is Travagachi. Yes, that's what they were going to call it. They were going to call it Travagachis. And then, uh, but I, I used to actually do that. You know, that, that thing whenever you like make the OK symbol, but you do it below the belt, and then somebody looks at it, and then you uh -huh. punch them off. That was a Travagacha. Like, <laughs> and then gotcha! you get punched. You play yeah, punchies. Yeah, they get punched twice on, on the arm because they looked at it. But that has nothing to do with this episode. But thanks for tuning in, everyone. Yeah, we're glad you're here and uh, got a great interview today. I think you guys are really going to dig what we've discovered here with Starchy. Uh, before that, though, you know, we announced in our last episode that we've partnered with the folks at Super Doge. And I'm not sure if you saw they were hanging around Times Square at NFT NYC. Uh, with Gary V and, and uh, Zach, my son was there with them. This is an entertainment media-based project that they've got an upcoming hand-drawn animated comic cartoon series, and the character NFTs are going to launch on November 25th. They've also got a really great charitable aspect of the project, a percentage of all SupDog tokens, that's the, the native token of Super Doge, are benefiting community-selected charities, including Water is Life, Fathers.com, and Rocket dog they're an entertainment media-based blockchain tech project utilizing nfts to create positive change and community enrichment if you want to get a collectible nft from them it's easy to do go to superdoge.io and you can get signed up there and they're going to be coming up on this show this very show this podcast travis on november 18th mm, that is not so far away and you know what here is a meme token based on a dog that is not just a token that has nothing to do. This is they're they're building real world utility in collectible NFTs. They're building an animated series around, I guess, those NFTs. And I think if you want to watch some of that content, you probably need to have those NFTs. I would guess if it's going to be similar to what Stoner Cats did. I don't know if that's part of that or not. But there's a lot of interesting things developing with Super Doge. Check it out. As Joel mentioned, Super Doge. That's D O G E dot I O. Mm -hmm. And speaking of tokens that are doing interesting things, you're going to really enjoy this interview with Angela Brasington, the CMO of Starchy. If you've heard us say it once, you've heard us say it, well, more than once. What we've been saying is that 2022 is the year of play to earn crypto. And we discovered an upcoming play to earn game that is getting ready to have their IDO and the launch of their game. Imagine Tamagotchis for blockchain. If you don't know what a Tamagotchi is, then you probably haven't lived through the, the 90s. But you'll learn more today as we have with us Miss 
Angela Brasington. She is the VP of Marketing at Starter International and Starchy. The website is starchy.gg, S-T-A-R-C-H-I, just like it sounds, starchy.gg. Angela, welcome to Bad Crypto. Thank you. Thank you. Pleasure to be here. Thanks, guys, for having me. Absolutely. Would you agree that 2022 is the year of play to earn? I absolutely agree with that. I mean, there's been so much buildup with NFTs, the play to, f- play to earn, GameFi, and the momentum of where we came from, the, from the first, like, what, colored coins in 2012, which wasn't quite an NFT, but led us to everything from Pepe Means to CryptoPunks and, of course, CryptoKitties that rode that wave really hard. Yeah, I do. I think those uh, those previous mentions set the groundwork for where we're going, and NFTs are about to explode. About to, they have explodified uh. <laughs> already. People have heard, people have heard about them. They're all over. Yeah, we we've we've been talking about this, and it's like you know, we we've seen a trend, and we we did notice it's like, and now we're seeing these convergence. Right? It was like there was DeFi. Then NFTs are popping in, now play to earn, and the whole metaverse, and as it's all kind of stepping up, and uh, it's really fascinating to watch. So there's a project you're working on over there called Starchy. Yes, Starchy. Starchy. Tamagotchi, that was like, wasn't that, because I remember Tamagotchi. Joel's like, if you remember the 90s, Tamagotchi. Well, I, I wasn't a kid in the 90s. Wasn't this one of the ones, like, it was like a pet? And you had to like nurture the pet. And then if you didn't feed the pet, like press the buttons, then it died. Exactly. Yes, exactly. And I think there's a, a lot of nostalgia around the fact that uh, Tamagotchi is coming to the blockchain through Starchy. You know, the, the idea of taking care of something is one. I remember in school, even younger grade school, where you had to take care of an actual egg and bring it back to class the next day and make sure you didn't crack it. And then Tamagotchi happened a little bit later. And it was the same thing. You have to nurture this little tiny pet. Don't let it die or you lose. Now with on the blockchain, on, you know, with NFTs and with what we're doing with Starchy, you nurture this little baby creature but you actually get rewarded for doing it and rewarded for playing and continuing to play. So there's this other layer to it that is really fun and obviously rewarding. So this is actually part of and an initiative of starter.xyz, right? This And we've, uh, we've worked as advisors on Starter. It's a launch pad for projects where the, um, the crowd decides which projects are going to go into funding mode. And it started with just Binance Smart Chain, and now it's also Polygon. But this is actually, is this the first project besides the platform itself? Yeah, so starter.xyz, we at the beginning when we started, it was a fully decentralized model where developers could go on and create their own pool um, and and run their IDO based on a community vote of yes or no, should they go or should they not, based on doing their research. Since then, we have implemented certified IDOs, which means the starter team fully incubates, sometimes invests and fully markets the project all the way to IDO, basically making sure that we're going to see a successful IDO. Um, So we have a lot of experience. We've done um, over 40 IDOs, raised $25 million. So I'd like to say we know a thing or two about about launching IDOs in the space. 
And yes, this is our first project that is incubated by, by Starter completely. That's fully our own project. There we go. And so that's why it's named Star Chi because it's Star Turn. We're going to tie it in together. Right? Bringing it all together, weaving it in. That is great. So how, so how is this going to work? So you mentioned that uh, you kind of briefly touched on it. You're going to get a Tamagotchi or kind of a thing. Right. You can't call it Tamagotchi. So I was kind of surprised that's on your website. Cause that like a, I don't know if it was like a trademark thing or not, but it's inspired. Exactly. Thing. Yeah. So, so how does it work? Do you like you, you, uh, you buy an NFT and it, and it nurtures and you ran or you randomly get to pick one that you like, like, how's this, how does this, how's the system set up? So it's all about the power of love and care and bringing humanity back to a positive place. That's the underlying story and goal of playing with Starchy. So yes, as you said, Tamagotchi is just the inspiration behind the game. Um, and it's, you can acquire and nurture your eggs, but first you acquire them from the local marketplace as a minted egg, a toddler, teenager, or adult Starchy, or a neglected Starchy that somebody has given up for adoption because they didn't oh, take care of it. I know. Who would do such a thing? Well, actually, that'll be Travis. Uh, he lost <laughs> his crypto kitties for almost five years ago, and they're they're abandoned. And so they're out there going, meow, meow. They're crying. So sad. <laughs> nobody, but nobody can adopt them, right? Because they're in a wallet that he doesn't have the keys for. So you're saying um somebody can put these up for adoption what happens if they lose their keys can they lose their keys and then like after a time they get put up for adoption so they don't starve like travis's kitties <laughs> well basically yes once they are totally deprived and neglected as we hope nobody does they'll go up into the marketplace and then users like you and me any other players can go in and purchase those neglected starchy and then raise them to good health the way they should be and continue on with battling them and making them happy again so does someone actually so say for example which i had a, i'll have a starchy and then i forget about it and don't come for a week or two weeks or then i don't even remember i had it and then it, it's taken away because i didn't feed it or whatever so then do i lose everything on that or does I like I say, okay, well, we're taking it back and giving it to somebody else, but like here's a little bit of starchy tokens or something. <laughs> no, you have to you would have to put it up for adoption if you totally disabandoned it and didn't care okay. about it any longer. So okay. yeah, you wouldn't you lose just steal them back from me. We won't That's steal nice. anything from you. Okay, we just hope you, we hope that you'll do the right thing. <laughs> and if you're yeah. not taking care of it, then you'll put it up for adoption for somebody else to take care of. Do the right thing, Travis. The story mm -hmm. on the website, a compelling and rewarding game about the power of love and care. The world of Starchy is overrun with greed, strife, misery, hunger, and indifference. Humanity has lost its way and has forgotten its purpose. It, that you're talking about here, right? I mean, this sounds a lot It's like very it. relative to our current state. Let's put it that way. <laughs> yeah, so Starchy are actually people. Just a little, little <laughs> metaphor here, and uh, and we're going to take care of them. So, there, do you buy the eggs or do you buy the hatched starchies? Like, is it is it a blind box type thing? I see pet store, I see crates. How does it work? So you can buy freshly minted eggs that you get from the egg, and you nurture it to toddler, teenager, adult. Or you can buy a toddler, a teenager, or an adult, say that's already been grown to that stage in their life's lifespan, and then keep it going. 
But um, I guess it depends on what kind of collector you are, what kind of gamer you are. Um, if you want to do the whole lifespan yourself, or if you're like, ah, I want to get, I want to adopt somebody at uh, an adult level and just battle the hell out of them. So it's really kind of your choice on what you do, but all of those options are available to our collectors. Right on. So now, this is something that we had thought about too, Joel. Like we had this idea around dragon eggs, and I was like, imagine we had a little dragon egg. And then it was, and then it was minted, and then it's a little baby, and then it becomes a toddler dragon, and then a teenager dragon, and then an adult dragon, and then once it's reached puberty dragon stage, it can mate with another dragon and have baby dragons. Uh, you're going a little farther with some of this stuff as well, and then allowing them to battle like that would be fun. And so, but then, but then you care about this thing because you've grown it so long. Um, is that is that something that? Uh, are they going to be able to make you know, like if you have two starchies can you put them together and make a little hutch like starchy and hutch oh i love it we haven't um gotten that far to be able to release anything as far as mating is concerned okay. right now it's all about the nurture and the love and the care you've got to wake them up you've got to feed them and play with them and make them exercise and those are the four main components of really raising your starchy i and don't it, do all that myself like i do get sure. up i don't <laughs> Don't do the exercise. Can I name my starchies? You can name your starchies. Okay, yes. so so mine's gonna. I want to name mine Archie, obviously. Archie the starchy. Starchy. I'm gonna name mine Hutch. Archie. Yeah, we'll have Archie and Hutch. It'll be, be hilarious. <laughs> okay, so the the exciting part, um, you know, to the gaming community is that on blockchain they can play and they can earn tokens. So how do you earn crypto playing the game? So you can earn in a few different ways, actually. Um, you earn, you can create that any collector can create a battle arena and pick which starchy they want that they own and set up a battle for them. You pay a fee, a start token fee. I know we didn't talk about like how the economy works yet, but um, it is a dual token economy and you can use start token to access the game and buy starchy. Winners of the battles earn 85% of their start fee back and plus 10% of the remaining amount of start tokens goes to staking income. And then the other 5% is burns burned. You also can earn it. Our elixir is Starchy's in-game token. And that's how you earn all your in-game rewards. Um, there's a lot of different ways to earn on this. We also have along with staking we have a really exciting part i think one of the most exciting parts about starchy is the fact that by staking your start or elixir you get exclusive access to starter.xyz idos as you know getting into idos there's usually a double staking feature or any sort of staking feature and Sometimes that can add up. And the fact that we're allowing you to be able to stake within the Starchy platform and be able to access starter ideas, I think is completely game changing. It really does allow people to advance their goal of financial freedom because it's one more way to be able to get into something on the ground level, invest in it and see it grow and obviously earn from that. Yes, this is interesting. You do have a you do have a nice roadmap here. I'm looking at the uh, the story PDF on it's like starchy.gg slash story.pdf. Yeah. We can link that in the show notes. And so it says in, in quarter in quarter three is where we are right now. We're doing the the, the uh, we're breeding it. We're we're getting ready to hatch it. When does this launch? Is this launch later in in Q3? Or we're actually in Q4 right now. So 
I guess, um, is the MVP ready to go? Yeah, so we are in just a few short, short weeks, early November. We have not announced the date just yet, but we will do our IDO on the Starter Launchpad in early November. Everybody should definitely follow on Telegram Starchy Announcements, and that's where we'll be dropping the date. So it's going to happen very soon that we tell everybody when the date is, uh, and then the MVP will be live right after. It's play to earn, right? People are excited about this play to earn. So so how? what are all the different ways that people are going to be able to use this to, to earn crypto? They're going to be earned, I'm assuming, the start token, right, and the elixir. You mentioned that. What are all the ways that people can earn from, are you like, oh, I just opened up my egg. I, I earned a little bit. Oh, I just fed it and exercised today. I earned a little bit. Like where are all the mechanics in there where they're going to earn from playing? Yeah, there are actually a lot of different ways to earn. So when you do the battle leagues and you win your battle, you earn that way. You earn both start, again, 85% of the fee that you paid to create the battle you would get, as well as Elixir, our Starchy's uh, liquid luck token, which is a magical liquid potion that uh, makes the holder wealthier while they're holding the Elixir token. Um, you also buy staking. We have a really generous staking program. You can stake start to earn rewards. You can stake Matic and start. Matic is, of course, Polygon, Polygon's currency, um, which is where we're hosting our idea. We're holding our idea. Um, you can earn Matic and Elixir LP. Um, you can also stake in two different ways, vested or liquid. Um, both having different reward settings on it. And then you can also um, uh, earn rewards claimed as vesting start or liquid elixir in game tokens. Liquid elixir. So much earning. So we, you know, full disclosure, we spotted this project and Travis and I have agreed uh, to be advisory on it. And so, you know, I guess in a way you could say this is a sponsored interview, but we always like to provide full disclosure to you guys about what we're involved in. And the only reason we get involved is because we believe and uh, we think that these guys are onto something here. They they're not promising one day there's going to be a game. This thing is developed. It's about ready to roll out here after the IDO. Do we have um, exact time frames for the IDO and then the game launch? We I can tell you it's going to be within the first two weeks of November and the MVP will be live right upon launch right after launch the so. most valuable player i love it i'll be, <laughs> be here what i yeah. what i love about this is that you know it's it's something that that uh that is, is as you mentioned very nostalgic there's a lot of people who are going to be like whoa 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 i remember this this is fun and also like this is not the first rodeo right starter has been building has built a successful business already they've been nurturing other businesses and I think this is the first play to earn game, but like once you've been successful in something one time, it seems like that success is, it kind of rolls out easier uh, additional times. And so, you know, if, if uh, I mean, if, if Shiba Inu can make it to $50 billion or whatever it is now, uh, I mean, this right here has some opportunity because it has some real life gameplay. Shiba is just a token that there's not a whole lot to do. I guess there's some staking stuff that's going on with bone and some of the other stuff, but this right here, is something that you can have fun with and something you can get your kids involved with. This is something you can actually, if you're in crypto, play this with your kids and teach them about the crypto because they can be earning while they're playing instead of just mindlessly playing mobile gaps or playing games on, on their Xbox or whatever. 
they can play this with you and have fun together. You're absolutely right. And that's actually a huge part of it. There's, there's so much learning to be had in this space anyway, but the fact that you and we and children, whether it's people coming together or one of our biggest goals, I think, is to reach the underprivileged and underserved communities who, whether it's because they've been hit by the pandemic or whether it's just been their way of life in the country they live where they don't have access to proper work or they have to leave their country to come to the United States or somewhere else to work and send money back home to their families, never living with them. This can truly change that when done properly. This can truly change that. And that's really a big, um, a, a big thing that we're trying to do here at Starchy. We want to attack those communities with this great opportunity. And I really think it's, it's a positive game. You know, there are friendly battles. We're not just chopping heads and killing people. It's a friendly battle of these beautiful, positive sun energy creatures that are cute and adorable, but they're also pretty badass. So, so bring does that mean when you defeat one, the, the one that loses is like, I still love you. He loves you. He'll love you forever. <laughs> you know, as you talk about alternative income sources for people, um, this reminds me, and of course, our viewers, I'm going to put the link to this tweet in the show notes so you can see. But uh, last night, uh, our friend uh, Kurt Braggett, who's a friend of the show, posted uh, this video of how an Axie Infinity farm works. And this video shows racks of mobile phones that are all playing Axie and people there that are just tapping and tapping and tapping and tapping. And they're, they're making, I guess, <laughs> a bunch of AXS doing it. And uh, you're right. There are ways that whole economies can be created to support um, people's life by with these play to earn games. Yeah, it's, it's really true. And I think that, as things evolve and as we all get smarter at how to do it, we figure out how to better serve those communities as well as our own. You know, there's a lot of wealth to be had, but in at the same time, there's a lot of learning to be had. This isn't going away. This is changing the economy. And I think it's something that everybody really needs to learn about, even the children. I, I recently spoke to the Academy of Finance, somebody, some uh, program I was in when I was in grade school. And I said, you guys need to get the kids into DeFi. So now we're building out a curriculum for younger, the younger generation to start learning all about blockchain, crypto, DeFi, et cetera, and to get them involved and to get them to understand it. Because once that's what it really starts with, I think, is understanding how it works, understanding the opportunity, opportunity to be had, understanding um, just the wealth of knowledge even to be had, to be shared, to be learned is really important here. It's, it's bigger than just a game, you know? I did find, by the way, I did a little research here on the Wikipedia's. I uh, might have to fact check it because Wikipedia is often wrong, but the Tamagotchis came out in 1996 and uh, kept releasing them through the early uh, 2000 aughts. I love saying that. Um, and, and I remember my uh, my kids, I know for sure Zach had one. I'm pretty sure Jenna did too. And they took care of their little Tamagotchi, their little egg and make sure to push the button so that that thing stayed alive. Um, yeah. Sometimes much to our chagrin, I'm like, is it dead yet? No, I'm going to feed it again. Oh. 
<laughs> that was like in the early days of get off that damn thing, get off that damn device, and come on, like like that. Was I'm gonna crazy. hide your device. <laughs> right. That was the old device. Oh my god. So here, it, fu- funny story here. One uh, one night, um, there was noise coming from my daughter's closet, and she was sleeping. And it was freaking like we could not figure out what it was. And finally, somewhere buried under clothing and pillows and sheets and all that, there was a Furby. Remember the Furby? And and the battery on it was dying. So it was making this death rattle type of noise that was actually a little spooky. And we she was sleeping or or did did she she was she was sleeping. We heard something coming from her room like what the hell is this monsters Inc. the next day we uh, we took it out to the front and um took it out to the driveway and killed it with a hammer and i'll tell you what these things are made smash resistant i mean i was pounding on it to try to kill the damn thing and it just just put a new battery in it yeah no she was done with it i'm like can we kill it she's like yeah he thought there was demons in there it was time to kill it but it was i could not believe how hard it was to smash this thing like wow Maybe. this is titanium or something this is going to be impossible to t- these, these right here starches are going to be impossible to smash right like, that's the beauty of it you cannot so i guess i guess the final question is it seems obvious though are, are, but are, is each one of these an nft and then and it's evolving over time. Like when you see that, you see pictures of it, like there's a little egg and there's it's attaching and there's the baby infant of it. And they're different sizes. Like they're evolving over time. So these are evolving NFTs essentially. Absolutely right. You nailed it, Travis. Yeah. Every starchy is an NFT. So as you acquire, acquire them from the marketplace, you are now in ownership of a starchy NFT. And there's gonna be like super rare ones and stuff that pop out. Like, Oh, this has special qualities and et cetera. Yes, there are going to be some really cool things that will start dropping on you guys later this year. But yeah, all about the super rarity and even some other things that maybe I shouldn't announce too soon. But yeah, we've got some really cool things coming out for announce. For sure. Announce. I want to, but I can't. <laughs> but that was almost you were almost like Yoda there. Why do you announce? A Yoda party. <laughs> oh, oh, do more Yoda. No, this is good. And now Angela Resington and Yoda. Hello. <laughs> okay, I lost it. <laughs> Bye, Starchy. You must. Bye, yes. Starchy. <laughs> you can work on that. Great. Well, uh, the website for everybody to go check it out, starchy.gg. Go. Um, is all of the information about the white paper? Is there anything you know that they can't find there, or do they need to go to uh, starter.xyz to see some of the the technicals? No, you can find everything at starchy.gg, especially with the link that you guys are going to put in the description, starchy.gg slash story.pdf. That is the full deck with tokenomics and everything you need to know about it and about your investment. Perfect. So I, good. I guess I can say one final question. So say I have a fully adult, maybe I have multiple starchies that I've grown to full adult stage. Could I then, since there's like battles and stuff that are going on, can I like rent out a Starchy to somebody so they can play it and I can earn part of what if they win? As opposed to selling your Starchy? Yeah, like renting it out. Let somebody borrow it. Not yet, but thanks for the great idea. That's <laughs> what the Splinterlands does with uh, with their cards. So you can, you know, when you're if you're not playing with your cards, you can go in and rent them out. So I'm earning deck. DEC in Splinterlands every day, even though I'm not actively playing the game. Others are, you know, playing with my cards 
And so, so do they just, I'm sorry. So do they just put them up on the, on the marketplace for you yeah, to rent? Yeah. It's uh, they use peak monsters. I think it's a third party site that uh, was created. I don't know if it's theirs or not, but peak monsters is the site and you can, there's some tools there. Like I can rent out a bunch of mine all at once, you know, it goes in and say, all right, find the lowest price for each of these. And it goes and it searches and it populates them all. Then I say rent and it puts them all out there for rent. Oh, wow. I was doing them manually. I need to learn how to do that. Oh yeah. That'll take, that'll take you a long time if you got a bunch of cards. So, you know, it's earning, it's earning deck and that would definitely be a great tool for starchy. What was the URL that you said that the deck was at starchy.gg forward slash uh, oh. Capital S T O R Y dot PDF. That's it. It gives a background on the story itself. Uh, obviously, like we said, the tokenomics and a lot of other detail about what the collectors earn, how they earn staking, all of that. Thanks, Angela. We will see you in Starchy World, and and maybe yeah. our little Starchies will battle against one another in the spirit of love and kindness and humility and healing. A bad crypto starchy battle. I'm down. Let's do it. Thank you guys so much for having us. We really appreciate it. Thanks for getting the word out. Love you guys. Starchy, you got some explaining to do. Hey, what would you say 2019 was in the year of crypto? Just the crypto winter? Yeah, it was crypto winter still. You know, 2019, the year of the IDO or the ICO? 2017 and 18 would have been the year of the ICO, right? And then the 2019 was a crypto winter. It was definitely, it was a very, very cold crypto winter. 2020 is when DeFi, for, that was yep. the biggest innovation. 2020 mm-hmm. came out, DeFi was the thing. 2021 is the year that we turned the corner to uh, pioneering to early adoption for NFTs. And of course, yep. all over the media and now Times Square with banners, you know, throughout the week and everybody awesome. talking about it. Yeah, so yeah. the year of NFTs, 2022, the year of play to earn 2023. Do you remember what I'm calling that? That's the year of the metaverse. And mm-hmm. then I'm calling year 2024, the year of AR VR converging with the metaverse uh, back into the simulation and then we start all over again and creating our own new earth with new humans as we start to play God at, there. You know, I really thought that AR VR, VR would get here faster. And I'm not completely convinced that we're still that we're going to be there in 2024 yet. I think that there is some resistance to the masses picking up these these headsets. It's possible, but I would much rather have a headset though, Joel, than like bending my neck down all the time, looking at this phone, getting tech neck. I mean, Mm. you see people with their horrible posture all the time with their chins dropped and their foreheads dropped, looking on their phones. I would much rather just be able to, you know, do a hand gesture to turn on my screens to be able to see what I want and have better posture. The phones, tech, technology, even the computer working on the desk, if you're if you're sitting and, and not standing like you do all the time, but if you're sitting down, that is horrible for your posture. And so, you know, I think that having, I think the technology hasn't been quite there. Like they were able to kind of do it with Google Glass, but Google Glass really sucked. And you look, no, they didn't do anything with Google Glass. It was horrible. Well, there was, you could actually look at, there were certain screens that you could see that were Android cards and mm-hmm. it was rudimentary. But now they're going to be able to make glasses that are going to be very cool looking and minimizing the the video camera, minimizing the tech on it. They can build it inside the earpieces. And uh, I think we're going to see some cool technology popping out sooner or later. I think Apple's working on something badass. I I, I ran into Kathy Hackle uh, at the event, and she had mentioned that there's some stuff that – 
that she thinks is coming pretty quick as well. Magic Leap's doing some things. So we'll see as that form factor gets smaller, that it'll be more relevant for people. If it looks cool, and then a few of the cool kids are doing it, and then everybody's going to want one. Well, and you, you know, you're talking to a guy who's had an Oculus for five years now, right? I was, right. I was, yeah, uh, yeah. you know, more, I was like a pioneer. As soon as they came out, I bought one. And that's when you attach it to your PC. Now I've got an Oculus Quest that is wireless and I do love it. I don't use it though, nearly as much as I thought it w- I would, mm-hmm. not nearly as much as I thought I would. And there are some posture things related with it as well. It's, it's yeah. not the most comfortable thing to wear on your head for an extended period of time. Do you have the one extra strap that kind of lifts it up? off your head no th- i think that's the uh the quest two yeah i have the yeah yeah yeah, that's it. I, yeah i have the i bought the quest i got the quest two. i had the quest one sold it got the quest two it's way more comfortable on my mm-hmm. head um especially during vr porn way more comfortable yeah highly uh, recommend producer aaron has uh the uh the quest two i did not find it necessarily to purchase one yet but um i i still i'm gonna push back a little bit i think here's the one thing i can say about 24 24 it is the year of mainstream adoption that crypto goes mainstream that we move from late early adoption to that part of the bell curve where it really takes off and that all well, around 2024 the when the next happening happens uh, that would be true also. Yes. Yeah. So that would, that would sort of fall into that. Mm-hmm. I think that 2024 is probably the year the um, one world government mandates their centralized uh, central bank digital currencies. And if you don't have your 17th jab, then you're not going to be able to get your universal basic income. Probably. You might be correct about that too, which is a great reason for you to become self-sufficient. And we are here to help you uh, along that path, it's you know been one of the stated goals uh, from Travis for many years that we make a thousand millionaires. And you know if if listening to the show, you know because we're not financial advisors, but if by listening to the show we've helped you, we've introduced you to crypto, or uh, you found some good investments, or you discovered NFTs, we'd love to hear from you. Well, you know you can write us at badcryptopodcast at gmail.com. That that goes to a box that we share, or call us on the Bad Crypto Hotline and leave us a voicemail 708-885-9030, 708-885-9030. Write it down. Remember it, put it under your pillow. You can call us in the middle of the night if you can't sleep. And we don't actually pick up the phone. It goes to a Google voice, but record whatever, whatever you want there. And uh, we'd love to hear from you. We would, we would, we really would. Now, when I was in New York this past week for NFT NYC, I, I mean, I went to the, to the VIP dinner, which was not even really a dinner. It was just sort of a party. And I was there for 45 minutes. And while I was there, I had no less than 15 conversations with people who are like, dude, I would not have been in NFTs without you and Joel. Thank you so much. Listening to your show has impacted us in a certain way. My life, my family, very humbling to hear. And it's like, we're just two dudes talking crypto. We're cracking jokes. We're fart jokes. We talk about corn and our shit and like, you know, just, we're just jokers. And, and, but we want to share the gospel. We really truly come from a place where we want to do good stuff and make the world a better place. And help people stay sovereign. So it's very humble when you go to these events and people are saying those things, because I never really think about that as the, as an impact of, that we potentially had, because I'm kind of her, kind of a hermit a lot of times where I hang out in my own little space and I just kind of in my own little world. And, you know, Joel and I hang out on video most of the time, but a lot of times I'm just kind of by myself. 
and uh, my, my kids are coming to visit me. My son comes down every now and again. My daughters come down. But it's like, for the most part, I'm by myself. And so I don't, I don't, you know, we don't see that daily impact, but it is impressive that to my heart to feel that we've done such a good thing already and helping people and spreading the gospel of crypto and helping people become sovereign citizens. I, I would bet if we haven't helped create a thousand millionaires, we're well on our way. And that's a lot of value that now you guys can now use to then help other people. So we're just that butterfly effect of just kind of, you know, and, and we didn't do it. You did it because you listened to the show and you got inspired by listening to us. We just created the content. You did all the work and you decided to go out and invest and you decided to make some moves. And, and so congratulations to you. I'm so happy when people come up and tell us that because it's like, that it shows us that, you know what, we're earning our keep on this earth. You know, Joel, I'm not motivated by money. I don't care about, right. I don't like fiat money. I've never been motivated by it. I'm motivated by, by doing epic shit with epic people and, and helping inspire people and helping raise the consciousness wherever we can. And I do go off on rants sometimes because a lot of this shit in this world pisses me off because a lot of people don't see what's going on, but it's our responsibility to help do good where we can and make the world a better place before it's too late. And so thank, I'm really, really grateful that you guys tune in and pay attention to us and like what we do and, and share the gospel with others. And out of all the things, all the decisions that you've made that are the best, clearly the most important one is that you decided to stay back. The Bad Crypto Podcast is a production of Bad Crypto, LLC. The content of the show, the videos, and the website is provided for educational, informational, and entertainment purposes only. It's not intended to be and does not constitute financial, investment, or trading advice of any kind. You shouldn't make any decisions as to finances, investing, trading, or anything else based on this information without undertaking independent due diligence and consultation with a professional financial advisor. Please understand that the trading of bitcoins and and alternative cryptocurrencies have potential risks involved. Anyone wishing to invest in any of the currencies or tokens mentioned on this podcast should first seek their own independent professional financial advisor.